And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show. Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard, or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning, listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic MBA Show. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. He keeps throwing elbows. What do you want me to do? I want you to stand up to him, you pussy. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show is Shaq out of touch. Lloyd Pierce gets jacked. Harden returns to Houston. And what the hell is top shot? I'm Zach Harper, the host of POC. Jade Hoy producing in this corner. The Bay Area legend, author of two best-selling books about the Warriors. One of them I'm holding up to a camera on a podcast right here. Marcus Thompson. Marcus, if you were starting a franchise, would you take Chris Bosh or Julius Randle? Julius Randle all day because my desire would be to be a terrible franchise and live off the revenue sharing. Let's go. Wow. Mm. Wow. Also, Chris Bosch has serious blood clot issues. In this corner, the author of The Victory Machine, now in paperback, the Bay Area suburban legend, Ethan Strauss. Ethan, speaking of books, I, I need a good book recommendation. I'm thinking of starting to read. Any good books out Ooh, there? Especially Ooh, ones in paperback. The Victory Machine. You got any paperback? Yeah, The Victory Machine out in paperback this oh, week, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. By all means, buy it. And Zach, I still owe your mom a signed copy. Yeah, I got do. afraid of going to the post office with the pandemic hit. I'm very coward. sorry about it. I'm racked with guilt. I felt badly about it the whole time. It's like Tony and Hesh uh, Mm -hmm. with the gambling debts. It's been on my mind. It's been infiltrating our friendship. I'm sorry, but The Victory Machine, a fantastic book. Very entertaining. A peek behind the curtain of the modern NBA. You will not be disappointed by it today. There it is. I found it. Woo! Where'd you have to dig to get that? Jeez. Next to, next to a James Franco DVD, oddly it's, enough, it's, it's like it's like white men can't jump. He's pulling it out of his pants and his socks. Various I'm just pulling books, books everywhere. All right, Jade, start the clock. Take one. Speaking of reading, are you old school or are you new school? Here we go again, guys. Last week it was Nate Duncan. This week it's the one and only Shaquille O'Neal on Tuesday night's edition of Inside the NBA. Very awkward exchange between Shaq, Candace Parker, and Dwayne Wade about how modern pick-and-roll defense works. Jade, play the tape! Like, the NBA switches now, right? Mm-hmm. So... Why? Whatever because everybody can shoot threes. Whatever happened to man up? <laughs> because you're going to be manning up, trying to recover back to your man, and they're going to hit a three just like Jokic did. No, but whatever happened to pre-rotating? Then, make it. then they move the ball around. And you got, you got four to five three-point shooters on the court. You ain't going to rotate enough time. Not rotating. <laughs> my, my, Not rotating. Yeah, but you got to take the easy pass away. Like, if you ain't going to switch, you got to take the easy so pass. So that's what I'm but saying. But now you have guys that can throw the ball from one side of the court 
and find the guy in rhythm. That's an energy I need bottled up and sold, they said. This all coming just weeks after another fangled exchange with Jazz point guard Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? Right. Wait, there's more. Earlier this week, Shaq appeared on the Dan Patrick show and said this about young players in the league. Quote, I'm just doing what was done to me. I can remember when I was averaging 30, 35 in L.A., but we were always getting swept, and the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, hey, you guys haven't won a championship yet. Did I whine? So, guys, now they're pudding pops. Ethan, this that's even an old reference. Mm. Ethan, this all has to be good for mm. ratings. I'm wondering, what would your quote tweet be about this exchange between Shaq, Wade, and Candace? I just feel like I'm a natural contrarian, at least against NBA Twitter, because I enjoy Shaq. I enjoy it. That exchange with him and Candace Parker, fantastic. She uh, demonstrated a great facility with the modern game. He provided incredible comedy to us. Whenever I'm watching Inside, I don't quite know what's going to happen. It's live television. And I do think that, uh, that, that NBA Twitter can get a little up its own orifice on some of these things. I understand the desire for more analysis. I understand the desire for smarter breakdowns. But there is this thing of, you know... You want Shaquille O'Neal off inside. Are you aware that he's literally one of the most famous people on earth? Like literally one of the most famous human beings on earth. Like when I was in college and we were watching the NBA finals, we uh, had a girl over there who was from, she was from rural Siberia and she knew who Shaquille O'Neal was. It was the only guy she knew. The only one. I don't know if you're necessarily going to get the best results kicking him off the inside set and replacing with replacing him with, I don't know, Chauncey Billups or whoever. So I support Shaq. I love the dynamic with him and Chuck. Uh, it works for me. I see it as a comedy show with shenanigans, and it doesn't mean that I go there for analysis. I am entertained. I like it the way it is, or at least I think that you're going to lose something if you try to give Shaq the boot. So who's trying to give Shaq the boot, by the way? NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter. Oh. NBA Twitter. NBA yeah, Twitter sure. wants him out. They want him out. I think they want yeah. Chuck out too. I think they want them both yeah. out. And then and then they'll complain when they're gone. That's what that's what will happen. Oh, the show's not as entertaining as it used to be. Here's the problem. Yeah. I, I don't believe Shaq should get the boot. I do enjoy Shaq. Anybody who's expected Shaq to turn into like Jackie Moon. That's your fault anyway, right? Like that's not who Shaq <laughs> is. Shaq is there to put a little punch in the Kool-Aid. But the problem is. Where do you actually get this other side? Where does it come from? Where do we get the Candace Parker? Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Oh, man. Where do we? Jade. No, I'm just Jade saying, can we bleep that name that Marcus dropped? Because that guy once tried to tell me that George oh, Mike and. Scene. Maybe he is. I don't know. Never saw I him. I never saw him. It's exactly. Do you have a drill named after you? I'm just saying, if all of the top shows... That's a joke. Shows, I, cannot, I cannot finish. <laughs> if all of the top... I can't believe I dropped that name, by the way. Like, that's a terrible right, name to drop. Like, I, it just came to my head. Like, it was terrible. Oh, my God. Name. Awful name to drop. But the reason that Marcus struggled and got caught up in the air for an, uh, analysis is that we don't have a lot of former players point. on TV like, do, doing what Draymond did in Spotify. That's World. my point. Uh, inside the NBA is a lot of fun. That's the point of the show. But, but then everybody tries to mimic inside the NBA because it's such a great show. And we, in the end, we end up with no show that breaks down basketball. We end up no mainstream show that takes us 
into the games like we used to get when it was uh, NBA or NBC and you had, you know, Buckner break it down to get the matchup before the game. Like, we don't but get did, that But anymore. did we have that? Did we have that? Because Bill Walton was also interrupting him trying to talk about, like, Mount Vesuvius. But he was so, like, there. I do think there's a certain <laughs> level to this. No. no, Bill Walton brought something. I remember Peter Vesey trying to get punched is mainly what I remember from the NBA <laughs> yeah. and NBC break Before the game, they but actually your point talked is well about taken. the game. Like that was crazy. Like yeah. watching games, they yeah. talked about we we just need a mainstream vehicle where that can be preeminent. Isn't that what Kenny Smith does though? The halftime pictures, like Kenny Smith breaks yeah, it yeah. down. I mean, it's right? like, like a so half, like, it's like a two minute segment inside of the whole thing of of Barkley takes and banter between like. It's a part that might be, but the most successful studio show no might question. be the most successful one because they're not being basketball and, and, and nerds. And let's, and let's be real. We, we enjoy Kenny Smith. We're not, we're not taking a shot at Kenny Smith, but he's not exactly the guy who's going to say, hey, they're top blocking right now. This is how you counter it. That's oh, not exactly God, that what term. he's doing. I just don't think that blocking. show is um, for that, but I think people are reacting to it because there is no great show that just breaks down yeah, basketball. It's... That's, it's really a subtweet of ESPN because this is the niche that ESPN maybe should be filling. Yeah, like you need to zig when they are zagging. You are not going to out inside inside. Uh, that's going to be shenanigans and comedy and Charles Barkley going right up to the line talking about uh, big old women in San Antonio. You're going to do something different. You're going to do something else. So I, I am happy with what inside is. It regularly amuses me. Yes, in an ideal world, you would have all that comedy and you would have exquisite analysis of the game. But this is the this is the world we're living in, and I like inside. We just need we just need ESPN to become the nerd show. Settled, yeah. done. We figured it out. Marcus, do we I think? Do we Shaq. think? We're do we not, think casual fans want it? Do they want that, or do they want Shaq? No, casual fans want Shaq. I, I want Shaq. Everybody wants Shaq. By the way, like everybody needs Shaq, but it's not like the casual fan doesn't drive the conversation. The casual fan doesn't uh, move the needle from the perspective of dialogue, right? It's it's you right. and I mm. who want some. It's the people who listen to NBA podcasts all day, right? Those are the people who want more and are not getting it. And since they tend to, they don't necessarily like create the conversation, but some of the the like benchmarks of the conversation do come from that crowd. Like you said, top locking, right? Like casual fans didn't come up with that and turn it into a cliche. That was us. So this this community of diehards do have an impact on the dialogue about the NBA. And we need something. Like that's just bottom line. We need something. Agreed. So they're trying to give Shaq the boot. Speaking of getting the boot, take two. Did Lloyd Pierce get rooked? They're not going to rook us. Heading over to Atlanta, fellas, where Lloyd Pierce was fired shortly into his third season as Hawks head coach. According to reports, Pierce lost the support of some of the key players on the team, including Trey Young, their centerpiece player. Pierce's firing brought on both shock and concern around the league. Mavs head coach Rick Carlisle called the move insane. By the way, I think he's also the president of the coaches union. This is a shocking development to all of us in the coaching world. The timing seems odd. The team had injuries, a lot of those kinds of things. But Lloyd is a guy that's had a profound effect on the landscape of social justice, particularly over the last year. End quote. In two and a half seasons, Pierce led the team to an overall record of 63 and 120 as they rebuilt. Assistant coach Nate McMillan takes over as the team's interim head coach. Marcus, did Lloyd Pierce get a raw deal? I want to say so. Trust me. 
I really want to say so. I want to blame this on racism. I do. I want I want to cite this as another example of the black man being kept down. Do it. I can't. Because bottom line oh. is, you can't lose the locker what? room in the NBA. You just can't do it. Oh. You cannot lose it. Lo- now, should the players have given up on him so soon? I, I don't know. I just know if you lose the locker room in the NBA, you're done. Period. That's it. And he lost the locker room. Did you see Trey Young's comments afterwards? It wasn't like, oh, no, what a, what a horrible day. I lost my guy. I don't know how I'm going to move on. And, Some and people got to go. Ethan, we've seen it happen, right? We've seen no. when the coach get fired, how the whole everybody's glue. We've we've seen how the superstar responds when he didn't want Trey, the coach to go. Trey Young was like blowing smoke off the pistol. <laughs> I, you just can't lose the locker room and stay in the NBA. You just can't do it. Also, I, I don't think Rick Carlisle is helping. I mean, Greg Popovich gave an assessment of Pierce that was quite complimentary of his coaching, which is what you want to do when you've been fired from a coaching job. And it's not damning with faint praise, I guess, but it's it's kind of damning with extravagant praise. It isn't necessarily the praise that you would want. And it was just very odd that that was the commentary. I mean, when you look at that and you talk about how shocking and insane it is, it's not oh, because this guy is such an innovative coach and he does such a brilliant job and, oh my God, that team performs so much better than we thought they would. Um, And I think that was more in line with what Popovich was saying, but you're not even really seeing that with Carlisle. And I I increasingly, some, I, I sometimes wonder if he's really the guy to be head of the coaches union. That's for them to figure out. That's their coaches union. But he is, I think, regarded as a good coach, but maybe not the best communicator in the world. And he comes out there and he says some of these statements and it's just kind of, dude, what are you, what are you doing? That's not really what, you, that doesn't really make sense in the context of the coaches union. You should be backing your guy and say he got a raw deal well, because he got a raw deal on a coaching level. On that point, Ethan, though, we've seen Michelle Roberts come out for the players union and say, how do you leave this guy off of, you know, how do you leave this mm. guy off of all defense without saying who you would then take off? Right. Like, yeah, I do yeah. think there is sort yeah, of this. Yeah. I, did, like, I did have that. I did have that thought of like, you know, the Mavericks aren't exactly ahead of expectations. You right. know, <laughs> you think it's so insane. Like Stan Van Gundy's talking about how insane it is. I'm like, yeah, I think it's pretty insane that the Pelicans haven't been as good as I thought they would be. You know, there are. No, but the, the, if, you really, if you really the, feel strongly about okay, it, isn't that kind of the role it, yeah, of these <laughs> unions at this point? Right. Like, it's like, all right, Michelle Roberts just comes out and blindly not blindly, but like capes for a player without telling you which player then has to be taken off an award, yeah. right? The coaches come out and just say, this guy was fired? Ridiculous! It, without really having yeah. to address it. Like that, I do think that's, that's just kind of the role PR-wise. That, that's my new rule for the coaches and for Jeff Van Gundy, who I mean, I enjoy, but he is an inveterate coach defender. Like with the All-Star team, whenever one of these coaches gets fired, you need to say, no, it should have been that guy. Like that's, that's the, what we need. We need, it should have been that guy when a coach gets fired. If you're complaining about it and saying it's so awful, we need, we just need another option. So that's the new rule I'm coming There's out of. There's another well, and Marcus, I almost that. Oh, go ahead. That we know about, uh, because he used to be with the Warriors. The, the, the odd part about this is Travis Schlank and Lloyd Pierce are actually really tight. They, they developed a relationship from when Lloyd Pierce was with the Warriors. So, I mean, he got off by his friend. You know what I'm saying? That was wow. wasn't like somebody. You know what who, that? You know what that is? 
That's ownership. That's ownership. <laughs> Siding with a player who doesn't I'm, like the coach. Yeah, that. whatever you want, kid. Yeah, this right? is your like world. That's, Travis, that's a tough one, man. I, Sign tra- the Travis is a hard dude. Travis is a hard dude, though, man. I mean, I, I enjoyed him, but I remember because Travis worked for the Miami Heat organization, I once said. So what what did you think of Pat Riley? What was it like working with him? And he said, oh, he's an asshole, just like me. Uh, <laughs> like the way he said it <laughs> makes you makes you feel like he means it. There's a hard edge to Travis. So that's a tough thing, man. I'm not saying that Travis isn't a person, um, but, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that when a hard call needs to get made and it's it's business over over friendship. That's rough, though. That's the I'm, NBA. I'm just doubting that, that. I'm doubting that was Schlenk's call. Mm, yeah, what, what about yeah. what about the NBA where like if a player doesn't like a coach? And ownership wants to keep that player. You can do you can do the math there. It's uh, you know eventually they may try to get themselves traded out of there because they don't like the culture. Speaking of take three, James Harden headed back to Houston Wednesday night. He returns to face his former team, the Houston Rockets, a relationship that ended pretty badly, if not comically. However, the franchise is evidently over those issues, and they're going to celebrate at some point in the future by retiring Harden's number 13, which he wore for the fran- franchise. Friend of the show, Tillman Fertitta, said, and I quote, Well, howdy, partner James Harden will always be a rock. Of course, we'll retire his jersey. He made my first three years owning this franchise unforgettable. <laughs> The success he brought this franchise over eight years, it kind of sounds like Tillman's getting a little choked up here, but it's really just my throat. Uh, Fighting back at me like a rattlesnake in the desert under a hot cowboy sun. He said the success he brought this franchise over eight years and the memories he created for our fan base community. Truly remarkable. This is all just a couple of months from effectively bailing on the team and allegedly going to strip clubs instead of practice. Practice? Listen, we're talking about practice. Ethan, I'm wondering if this is enough. A jersey in the rafters for giving Houston a perennial contender for a decade. I'm thinking maybe key to the city? Street name? What say you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, Ethan, I need to buy a steak from that guy. Wherever that guy was. <laughs> Where do that I go get Excellent me? <laughs> high school football booster, this guy. It was I just me doing my, my horrible Charlie Day impersonation from Horrible Bosses 2, where he's trying to be a cowboy as a as a hostage negotiator. Oh man. That's a lot of fun though. It's definitely oh, a lot man. of fun. It's been part of this new trend. I mean, you saw it too a little bit after Durant left, where Lacob and company, they almost we're trying to post woo him after he exited where we're going to retire your number. And it says, I didn't even ask for that. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's this strange, it's this strange trend happening where the guy comes to your organization. It's more good than it is bad. And then he leaves under uncomfortable circumstances. It's ultimately a rejection. You are dumped in the end. And yet there's something to the modern NBA where maybe it's because you want to open the door for them returning. Although, they should learn a lesson from Dan Gilbert. You should go the other way. You should play yeah. hard to get. <laughs> Scorch the earth. If you burn that bridge, they'll want to cross it. I'm sure that's somewhere. I'm sure maybe we, Ben we Franklin have, said we, it. We, if Somebody they did that, it. we'd have so many more fonts to work with. Boy, if, I wasn't, oh, yes. if I wasn't actively listening, you saying if they want to burn that bridge, they better cross it. That could have been mistaken. Oh, as- ooh, no selective editing. Oh, <clears throat> hey, I'm watching a lot of Sopranos these days. Hey. Anyway. Hey, oh, easy. Um, 
That's what you think Tillman Fertitta would talk like based off the name and the family history. Oh, hey, I don't know. We got that. Hey, anyway. Forget um, about it. Forget about it. Hey, forget about it. This guy. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. I, I don't think that it ultimately matters too much. Houston fans are going to feel however they feel. I don't think that the Harden the tribute video is going to make anybody cry uh, when there are fans in the arena. But why not? Guy Gazunt, do it. Retire the jersey. I, I think this is all everybody saying, you know what? I don't want to be Oklahoma City. <laughs> I didn't mm. like how they looked. Yeah. They, mm. they look desperate and petty and thirsty. And yeah, we don't want to be that team. Uh, and I don't know how good it is. I think all of this is for future free agents, right? All of this is part of the pandering to players to say, yeah, if you're great here and it doesn't work out, we're still gonna we're still gonna praise you. We're still gonna treat you right, and it helps you with current players. It helps you with the next generation of players. But if you're that bitter ex, you mm. know what I'm saying. If you're that, you know, doesn't it kind of feel that, like that they are in their over? They're over well, you're just gonna get traded as a racist anyway, and who wants that? <laughs> you, you, doesn't it feel like they're overcompensating? And it's that it's that Wojak. It's that uh, it's that meme of the guy with the smiley face mask, and he's and he's angrily crying behind it. it. It almost feels a little, a little overcompensating. Here's the thing Same. though. They, they set the, they set the bar. Like they retired Yao Ming's Jersey, right now. Maybe this mm. is too early for retire. Announcing you're going to retire James Harden's Jersey. I don't know if that's, I mean, you think if you're going to retire it, you just say it. But like it, once you retire Yao Ming, who meant a lot for the franchise, but did he mean more than James Harden business wise? Maybe. Uh, you know, on the basketball court, definitely not. So, I mean, James Harden, I think, deserves it. Oh, there's no question James Harden deserves it. They should do it Wednesday night. They should just, <laughs> just, do just it. hang it, just hang it around retire, Wednesday night. Like, there's no question. Can they retire a Daryl Morey, uh, a Daryl Morey sartorial uh, object? Like, what would it be? TI-86? Like, uh, like some kind of calculator something? or something? Like, yeah, spreadsheet? Yeah, that could be good, too. Like, Maybe, before, yeah, how did you feel office? about Oklahoma City after that direct game? You know, I think it was something that reverberated more within Warriors world, maybe than outside of it. I think the Dan Gilbert thing is something that is more known as, oh, man, that's some really bitter stuff right there. But I think because Presti is so much in the background, um, it just kind of got filed away as it wasn't some crazy fans. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a, yeah, all yeah. a singular person. Yeah. There was big rich on the sidelines acting crazy yeah, and burning jerseys. I mean, Dan Gilbert yeah. didn't come off too well either, by the way. Like, no, we no, definitely no. did not. It definitely no, came off not. very, very we, poorly. Yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be remembered that well, how OKC turned on Durant. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't that, think people care. I honestly guess. don't. I no. don't think people care in the in the long run because they wanted to dislike Durant anyway. Uh, but for Harden, yeah. he got himself you know, traded to a New York team. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Speaking of take four, yeah. what oh, superstar oh. is heading to the Knicks next? As we mentioned weeks ago on the restricted area, which you can find on the Athletics YouTube page, the Knicks are interesting again. Right now, as of recording, 18 and 18, six in the East, playing their best basketball in years under. You bet it. Hard-hit New Britain's Tom Thibodeau. And because of this newfound culture, are the Knicks in a position to acquire a superstar? ESPN's Brian Windhorst said this on a podcast Monday. Quote, they have one of the top former agents in the league running the organization, Leon Rose. I say within the next 12 months, a star slash superstar player demands a trade to New York. I don't know who it's going to be. I have some guesses. I'm not going to say right here. I'll let you guys start thinking about that. Let's just put it this way. League executives certainly have some guesses. I say by next year's trade deadline, a superstar and all-star tries to force his way there. They're going to be in position to do that type of trade. And maybe that's where Julius Randle comes in as a trade piece. End quote. Marcus, any guesses on who this star player pining to go to Nickland is? Duh, Steph Curry. He's been pining oh, to go there since he got drafted. Send me the alarm shit. I need cannons firing, guns shooting, dogs barking for some reason. The, 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 the reps and octagon are going, wait, did we just right. lose him in CAA? What wait, happened? Wait. <laughs> is this 2009 again? What happened, right? Uh, I'm going I'm going with Bradley Bill, the most obvious choice. Uh, mm. You know what? And you know what? Part of the reason I'm saying this is because Bradley Bill deserves the big stage. Like, he's too good. He deserves to be in the New York market, like, dropping 30 at night and being celebrated for of how course. good he is. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. But And it makes a lot of sense, too. It would make a lot of sense to to pair him with. Nah, probably not, because Thibodeau could run him to the ground, and then in three years he'd be trying to get somewhere else. But, hey, maybe that's just the way the NBA life cycle goes, right? Get to New York and then force your way out after Thibodeau rubs you to bones. Uh, is mm, I feel embarrassed not knowing this off the top of my head, but uh, is Bradley Beal CAA? I have no idea. Great question. That's what informs that. That's what informs. I think the train of thought right here coming from Windhorst. Uh, I'm just assuming when you're talking about the Knicks situation, when you're talking about Thibodeau, when you're talking about Leon Rose, CAA runs. A large part of the world. I mean, they represent a ton of people within not only the NBA, but NBA media, uh, media in general, Hollywood, tentacles everywhere. Uh, that's a reference. Um, so I would think, oh. I mean, if Beal, I, 
Ethan, would you like me to read you the list of basketball clients on CAA.com? This is what we need. This is what we need right here. All right. Let's try this. Devin Booker. Oh, okay. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Paul George. Yep. Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. Wow. New York area. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Carl not Anthony Towns. Well, Carl, Carl New, hated playing for New, Tom Thibodeau, so probably not him. Oh, but New guys, York area. Guys, I got it. Sound the alarms, Jade. Zion Williamson. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like, hey, you know, uh, you you like Zion and all that. What if we got you Julius Randle, who's like, uh, like, (laughs) who you've uh, already had, by the way. How'd you like him back? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, I think the, you know, people might be taking shots at Brian because it's vague in a way and it seems speculative, but not entirely. If you think CAA has the pull, when you read down that roster of clients and you notice a few superstar to on the fringe of superstars who are not in optimal situations, it's really not that much of a speculation that this is happening and it's going to get done one way or the other. I don't think that that's crazy. I don't totally know who it's going to be, but you see a few of those options and you go, yeah, I could see it going that way. I could see it. No Bradley Bill though, right? Because he's with Bartlestein at Priority Sports. So he's out. No, he's mm-hmm. out. Is that what we're saying, Ethan? I, I don't know if he's out, but I, I detect a CAA pipeline when I I hear what's being said right there. That's just what I'm picking up on. Luke Kennard? Oh, yeah, clearly. Uh, <laughs> going to force his way I'm going, out. I'm going with that. Booker then. If we, if we pick a CAA client, Devin Booker, the Whoa. most disrespected player in the league to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you want yeah, to get an yeah, easy want, easy spot to the to the All Star game? Get to the game. East, <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> and and you will never be disrespected again. Surrounded Ever. by the New York not media, no, Knicks. not no a way, one, buddy. not a one. Oh man, <laughs> sounds like kind of you know just with this setup for the Knicks might be the perfect grift. Speaking of, take five, top shot. What the fuck? What is this craze going on with Top Shot, you ask? There's a number of articles out there that read like this. Jade, cue the sci-fi music. The video sequence is an NFT, a non-fungible token, a virtual object whose identity, authenticity, and traceability are theoretically indisputable and tamper-proof thanks to some, thanks to the same, quote, blockchain technology used to ensure the security of cryptocurrencies like the hugely popular bitcoin you got people waiting in virtual queues to buy digital videos with non-fungible tokens buying easily found videos on youtube that have serial numbers attached from varying tiered platforms and all of a sudden the lebron dunk is being bought for two hundred thousand dollars but there's a catch from dan mcquade at the defector.com jade cue the clown music quote Much of the Top Shot experience is pretty bad currently. Most users can't withdraw money. New accounts can't sign up. The marketplace is frequently down for maintenance. A pre-order queue on Saturday took hours. I went out, got lunch, ate it, and returned to my computer to find that I was still tens of thousands of people away from getting to make my purchase. I got that $9 pack eventually, but was it fun? Would I have done it if not for the story? What the fuck was I doing? End quote. So, Ethan... I know you've got some thoughts on this, but does it sound like a Ponzi scheme or just some sort of scam to you by any means? 
I mean, isn't everything a Ponzi scheme at this Great point? Great point. Uh, I don't know what this is first. Like, all right, Marcus, so here it is. is. Marcus, what, what, here it is. What is this? You buy the rights to a, uh, like a play, like it's, Obi it's Toppin a digital, hitting a three. It's like a digital playing card. It's a the, digital the, playing card, except here's the thing. You don't actually own it, but you can say, sell so your I portion. Can, nobody can use this highlight anymore? Like here's the thing. Everybody can use it constantly with no repercussions. Yeah. That's the thing. But you can then flip said thing for, mm. you know, let's say you bought a Zion Williamson dunk at $30 or $100, something like that. And then someone wanted to buy it at $30,000. You can do that, except I heard from Mike Ryan of uh, Levitard show with Stu Gatz that you can't like you need six to eight weeks to verify your account so that then you can withdraw your money. And then once you start withdrawing your money, you can only do it in $1,000 increments every 30 days. So let's say you you sell something for $200,000. You can't just withdraw $200,000 right now because it's still in beta form. Do you get the interest that they make off holding the money? Of course you don't. <laughs> of course so, you don't. <laughs> where, where can I show off my Top Shot collection? Because I got some some cards, baseball cards. You used to no, be able to flex this thing, show no. it to your friend. Is there like a... A digital space where I could go and just wear my 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 Top Shot cars like phylacteries, like digital phylacteries. Uh, once they're not worth <laughs> any money, are they called flaccidries? Uh, so once that market uh, goes limp, I, I think if, if to speak on behalf of the Top Shot community, and I've been talking to these guys, and they've been trying to brainwash me, and mostly being successful at it. Um, I mean, what's the difference between? The, Jake Settleman, who is one of the main guys in the Top Shot community, does a demonstration where he holds up uh, a perfect printout of a Mickey Mantle uh, rookie card, which is worth, I don't know, millions of dollars. Who knows? And he says, what's the difference between this printout and the actual card? Really, there's no difference. Uh, what we attach to the value is really about scarcity and authenticity. And since the NBA uh, has a hand in this top shot phenomenon. It doesn't exist independent of them. They are lending their imprimatur to the top shot and saying that there is this amount of them. You know, there is only one of these particular LeBron Kobe tribute highlight dunks uh, that have the serial number 23, which makes that more valuable. Um, that alone just gives it the scarcity, which means collectors want to collect it. Why collectors want to collect it, why they're so into it, that's a whole other question because it is a very bizarre, very bizarre impulse. Uh, but it's an impulse that's been with us a long time. And it's hard for me to really say definitively if we're going to call this dumb how is it dumber than baseball cards oh i don't I think it's tell dumb Whoa, yeah. i just think it's dumb. a grift i think it's a i think it, people, i think the people got but in but early baseball cards are also a grift then yes is yeah what i mean saying. things only have the value that someone is willing to pay for right so inherently anything yeah. can have that like this water bottle could be worth a million dollars if someone decides to pay a million dollars for it plus you know at talk hoops mm -hmm. and venmo if you want to pay a million dollars for this water yeah, bottle I mean, that but is the water bottle zach harper drink from. exactly uh, on this is, very podcast but it's not dumb the, if you're trying yeah. to get rich quick off it ethan like and mm -hmm. you're getting in late that seems like a dumb decision, right? Which seems yeah. to be what everyone's Here's rushing. What I don't understand. If I am buying any memorabilia, the whole point is to be able to flex with it. Like yeah. the reason you can sell it is because I can put this baseball on my mantle with the certificate I of authenticity. How how do we do that with Top Shot? How do I get the flex? Well, I think that in I the future you can 
I mean, you can, I don't know the details on that, but I'm guessing in the future you can tweet it and say and really show that it's yours and it's shiny and it, it, it signifies something. No, I'm, gonna, I'm something just going to tweet my own version of it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Well, the, the it's a trap picture that you like is really good. What, is, what is that we should sell you know trade some zach harper classic gif top shots but i think uh it has more versatility than the baseball card card or the basketball card we should say and that's something that people are interested in and that um it's a little hard to know what is going to be valued uh right now there's only one lamello highlight uh moment as I guess we're calling it. Moment. And it's a very generic first assist. It's LaMelo's first assist. But for a guy with all these amazing assists, it is one where Gordon Hayward does all the work and it's just a pass. And so it's just interesting to see people making these calculations of this is going to be super popular because it's the first or this is going to be super popular because it's the coolest. And I think that right there uh, is a little bit of an intellectual exercise in relation to the game that people get more out of than they do for cards, I guess. I mean, it's all crazy. By the way, in the digital world, I believe the UFC is doing this next. Yeah, so, everybody's doing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, except uh, baseball. It's, it's, baseball won't let anybody own anything way, or post anything. But this is potentially a huge revenue source for the NBA. Um, if you if you just look at, I mean, every day it seems like Top Shot's doing fifty million dollars of business. Um, if that ramps up, I mean, we don't totally know what the NBA's taste is, but let's just throw a number out there and say, oh, let's say it's 5%. And let's say it goes up higher. Let's say you go from 50, maybe times three times four. You're looking at a lot of money coming into the NBA's coffers off of this top shot thing. Absolutely. Basically, nobody knew about and came out of nowhere. And it's interesting to me because the NBA really wanted to get in on gambling. And really, and I can say this because I had a gambling column. Only the sickest degenerates bet NBA. It is not a broadly popular thing to do, to bet Hawks Grizzlies on a Tuesday night. You know, uh, I, I can see it because I would write my gambling column and I would see the numbers on the other stuff I wrote and I would have my little cult following for the gambling column. But there were dozens of us, dozens. I mean, um, Ethan, I put $200 it, down on <laughs> Nick Young to win the three-point contest years ago because it was like 16 to 1 odds or something like that. And I was... <laughs> devastated he didn't get out of the first round yeah devastated <laughs> but you're you're a hardcore nba guy this for Yo. whatever reason seems like it has the potential to expand the brand and it's out of nowhere Yo, this random march 5th steph three-pointer is asking for a hundred thousand dollars come on marcus come on are, are use that kidding? book money use the book sales well here's what okay i'm writing this i'm 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 <laughs> okay, so but, but here's the thing. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy right here, okay? And this is something I'm going to cover in my article. It would be crazy for Marcus to spend that money on that highlight unless he can leverage his relationship with Steph to buy it from him. And then everybody's a winner because Marcus made the money off Steph buying it at a markup. But the fact that Steph bought it and if Steph tweets that I have it, suddenly that is the moment that Steph Curry owns, giving it more demand and authenticity and somebody will buy it off Steph for even more than he bought it from Marcus. And then it sounds like... That is the play. (laughs) Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jay, well, you, well, you, know, I, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like they'll have made off with quite a bit of a scheme there. <laughs> what well, well, I don't understand is why I can't I should be able to go find the highlight I want to buy 
and it's dirt cheap. Like if it's a rant, what if I just want a Patrick McCall highlight because I think so, he's gonna be great. Someone McCall. someone bought an Obi Toppin three pointer for eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred. An Obi Toppin three pointer. He's not a three point. Good deal. He's not a three point shooter. Good deal. Why would that matter? Not yet. What? Maybe what not yet. What? But when he is, will this still be a thing, or will hey, will hey, the man. wallets have been Start burned up. to the ground? Startup investing. I like that. I can't I even buy, buy it a for nine hundred. It's the pack is so it's healthier. It's healthier these days to buy a pack of cigarettes than it is to buy a pack of digital whatever the hell these things are. That's gonna do it for, for POC on the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. Make sure you check out the restricted area on the old Athletic YouTube page. Make sure you're checking out the House of Strauss. All the podcasts, no dunks, everything from the Athletic. Subscribe. Get the best sports coverage on the internet for Ethan Strauss. Marcus Thompson, Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Carpet. Keep it locked on The Athletic. Wait, the Top Shot Protein go to HBCU? As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.